<laughs> oh man, it's crazy when people say that. Cause look, guess what? It's a new year, but it's another week, another Thursday. Every Thursday. Back to back Thursdays, right? Back to back to back to back times like 20? Is this episode 20? Of season two? Episode one of season two. Episode 20 in total. Oh. Here. On the Block to Block podcast, the best podcast in the world for all things Web3. Here we break down the technology, what's going on in the market, and the ways in which you can benefit. I am NFT and Jai. And I am Web3 Wayne. And here the talk is different. Always. Always. Oh, the only way to talk. It's the only way to talk. In, in the year of our Lord, 2023, mm-hmm. talk got to be different. It has to be different. So different. So different. That you got to hit them with a disclaimer. Ooh-wee. Even in 2023, if you lose your money, that is not on us. That is on you. That's because this podcast is for general information purposes only. We are not your financial advisors. We are not giving you financial advice. But we are giving you information so that you can take to your financial advisor or any other certified professional to get your money up and stack your bread accordingly. And with that, Mama Duke, let's kick off the new year. Let's kick off the new season. What you got for the people? What we, what we got? What we got going on? I, I, I've been excited for this one. I've been excited. I've, I've been excited because you know we told y'all that for 2023, our big goal is to. Well, let me say this. You guys watching already know this is the best podcast in the world for all things Web3. We just have to let the world know that's the best podcast in the world for all things Web3. So it's going to be bigger, better, like so much dope stuff coming down the pipe. Even today's episode, the first episode of the new year, we're going to be focused on having more presentations, like skills development sessions is what we want to call them. And we have so many dope guests that are coming so on so so many like dr umar say donations but but see for us it's more like innovations innovation. innovations man we just but if you do want to donate you can click that link in the description below to you know be a supporter of the podcast you know via our anchor link shout out to anchor yes and yes. of course make sure to like comment subscribe and share with all your loved ones yeah as we said, you know, in season one, it's gonna it's gonna rain true in season two as well. Don't keep this information from your loved ones, they won't get to this money too. So, mm-hmm. like Mom Dude said, make sure you're sharing it, make sure you're liking it so it show up on that that algo. And uh, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. What we got on the, the docket today? Man, well, first, before we even get into our skills development presentation, which we'll unveil in a second, okay, we'd be okay. remiss. If we did not commemorate that this week, the past couple of days ago, we had the 14th anniversary of the Genesis block on Bitcoin. Mm. Huge moment. Huge moment. Historic moment. 14 years later, who would have thought? Who would have thought? We're back, right back at square one. The scammers on blockchain, mm. Web3, the criminals. The incels. <laughs> <laughs> the red pill cryptocurrency. But anyway, 
you know, just to like define what the Genesis block is, like whenever you have a block, remember a block is simply just a record of data essentially on the blockchain that um, contains like information on transaction. And, you know, the chain portion of it comes into play when we're talking about like each transaction, like a um, row in the ledger, if you will, is all interconnected to one another. And so with the Genesis block, you can think of it like the origin block. It's the very first block of the Bitcoin blockchain in, in particular. And it's historic because with the introduction of Bitcoin, we saw this new wave of technology, which is blockchain technology, which powers Web3. So we are remiss. It's our responsibility as the best podcast in the world for all things Web3. Absolutely. To commemorate this historic moment within this space. And many more to come. Many more to come. It's... uh. Yeah, man, 14 years. It, it seems like yesterday we started hearing about this this new innovation, this, you know, this thing that's going to change the world. And, and here we are. You know, I made some, some jokes earlier, but um, it, it really is, you know, it was the, the dawning of a, a new age, if you will. So, um, you know, it, it's it's great to, to get to this point, right, to, to get to a point where you're, you're celebrating, you know, another year where, this technology is, has dominated, has, has done some special things, has done some things that have made headlines for good reasons and bad. So mm -hmm. love to see it. Yeah. And to your point about how it seems as though yesterday that we just started hearing about not only like Bitcoin or other types of crypto, but like NFTs and all of this weird jargon within this tech space. It just goes to show like, Oftentimes, the most innovative things are being worked on way before it hits the media circuit. Absolutely. So, you know, you got to do your research. You got to see what's, what is it? Like, what are the rumblings? What's being developed that's not being talked about? Like, because right now, the biggest thing in the news cycle is like all of these AI programs that are like writing up content that's like answering all these questions, creating graphic work, all types of cool things. But the concept of artificial intelligence has been around forever. <laughs> like, I remember even in my undergrad years, you know, back in, shout out to Kent State, back from, like, 2012 and onward, we were yeah. talking about, like, AI. We were talking about big data. We were talking about a lot of these concepts. So, man, it's crazy. I mean, crazy enough, the, the, the math underlying blockchain, underlying crypto, that's also been around for a long time. It was actually... Uh, created uh, around the, the same time as uh, I want to say the, the the internet in general, right? Like there's mm -hmm. crypt cryptography, right? Yep. That's where crypto comes from. Cryptography is something that's used when we're we're sending anything through the internet. Um, and there's actually a, a company I want. I think it's called uh, it was called Zcash or mm -hmm. uh, maybe eCash or something like that that used pretty much the you know, the, the crypto concept to, to move money, but I believe that was in the, the 90s. So way too too early. People didn't even understand the inter internet yet, right? They didn't even understand yep. what one yet, which we'll talk about all these things a little bit later. But um, no, that's that's a great point of, of just staying tuned in, clued in into, you know, what's the, the current technology and, you know, understanding too, I mean, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, feeling like you're behind, right? Mm -hmm. But but really, you have time on your side 
it's just a matter of of that patience aspect. You know, that that's always the hardest part is taking the time to say, hey, you know, I'm going to I'm going to work with this thing. Be patient. Um, let ideas flow. And, and when the right. time is right, act on it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why you got to watch every episode of Black to Block, baby, because we are doing a lot of the work for you in terms of just bringing the topics to you. And, you know, really what we want people from this podcast is to have the ability to, you know, understand all this information and be inspired to say, okay, I learned a little bit about NFTs today. So let me just do my own research and find out more and like the ways in which I can benefit from it all. So that's really what we're trying to do to let this podcast and today's episode for season one premiere I mean, season two's premiere, episode one, we got a skills development presentation. Okay. Okay. Doing something different for the people. All right. You know, this week, we're not going to really talk too much about what's happening in the market. I will just say this real quick. Um, If you rewatch episode nine, we talked about how like Mango Markets, which is a DeFi exchange, how they experienced a huge cybersecurity attack. It took like over 110 million crypto assets. So the perpetrator of that crime is actually currently being detained. So that's one thing in terms of the market. Like if you want to like reference back to episode nine and and just see the current developments, that's there. And it brings our always, always prevalent central message. Protect yourself at all times. Protect your neck. Diversify your holdings. Do not hold everything in what's called a hot wallet. On the internet, make sure you get you a cold storage wallet. They got options ranging from like 50 bucks to, you know, 100, 150, however fancy that like you want to get, you can. Um, but make sure that you're protecting yourself. The first, diversify where you are holding your crypto, especially if you plan to be in for, for the long haul. Mm-hmm. You got to protect yourself. But... Enough of all that, Derek. We're the people want to get to the presentation. So okay. Let me pull up the handy dandy slide deck. Give me a second. Let me share my screen. Cool. And let me hit present. Cool. Are you seeing the full screen here? Let's do it. I think the people are seeing it. Right. Exciting, Exciting times. It's super exciting because today what we're going to focus on is just understanding the basics of Web3. So this presentation is going to be a high-level overview of just the space in general, just so you can have an understanding of what to do with this technology in 2023. So welcome to this edition of our skills development series. And today is What is Web3? Brought to you by the big two of D. Timbuktu. So in terms of our agenda, what we want to accomplish today is for you, the viewer, to have an understanding of what exactly is Web3, get a breakdown of what a blockchain technology, understand some of the different types of technologies that exist within the Web3 industry, and just have some ways in which you can practically benefit starting today. So before we even get into all that, for the viewers who may be watching this for the very first time, it may be kind of skeptical about us. 
here's a little bit of our background. You know, my name is Mamadou Njai, but on here we, we call myself Web3, I mean, NFT Njai. Oh, 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 you trying to be me? That's crazy. I was That's crazy. See, who wouldn't want to be you, brother? You got the whole ringtone to it, but you know, I'm also known as NFT Njai. <laughs> and in terms of my educational background, you know, I have an IT background, you know, earned my bachelor's in information technology, along with a master's in international development. And really my professional experience has been within tech, specifically in big data firms, when I've done roles within like project management, customer success and operations. And of course, I'm the co-host of the best podcast in the world for all things Web3, Block to Block. And you're the co-founder of Timbuktu as well. So, I mean, you, you got yeah. that for you as well. Absolutely. The CEO, I should say. The big CEO. <laughs> Who wants to be like Web3 Wayne, apparently? Fraudulent <laughs> <laughs> slips. Hey, man. So many people wish they could have this drip. It is what it is. It is, what it is. <laughs> but as y'all know already, I'm Web3 Wayne. And we could talk about my background, but what you really need to know is that my specialty is in product, product management. What does that mean? What does that mean? That means in, in terms of the game that, that I'm going to give you, the perspective that I try to bring to the table is very much from a, a technology standpoint uh, and a, very much a, a scientific standpoint, if you will. Product management is all about doing experiments, learning from the customers, learning from the market, uh, trying new things out, having fun with it. And using that, that data to, to constantly bring innovation to your customer, to your user, whatever it may be, whoever it may be, uh, making sure that you're constantly iterating and innovating. And so that's, you know, in, in terms of me and my background, that's what I want you guys to focus on. Um, so if you ever have any questions that you want to drop in the comments, you know, about ways that you can uh, approach you know, uh, what you're doing with your business, how you can use Web3, how you can start to think about using Web3. Uh, again, comments, hop in the comments, um, hop in the, the DMs. Mamadou DMs are always open. I'm sorry, NFT and Jai. Um, yes. And of, co of course, I am co-host of Black to Black and co-founder of Timbuktu as well. Mamadou, let's get into it. Let's get to it. So what we want to start with is giving the, the overall journey, right? You hear the term Web 3, and you're like, when did, when did we get to Web 1? What, what, what is, I've never even heard that term before. Um, and, and really, what it is, is it's something, the term that, that was used, so to speak, um, or these terms were used, so to speak, but it really didn't come to light until this new technology. Um, and so we started with Web 1, which was really about read, right? So in the first iteration of the internet, you were able to go to a site and you were able to, to read some, con some content, right? You were able to look at some news or somebody's blog post or, you know, you were really just there to absorb information. Then came along the Twitters of the world, the Instagrams of the world, uh, these places where users could generate content, right? Those web pages were dynamic, right? 
And these top tech companies started to dominate the landscape when it came to the internet. So really in, in web one, it was somewhat decentralized, if you will, right? Um, if you were able to create a website, which was much, much harder. Um, but the, the information, there were so many companies and so many companies putting out information in web one. Uh, web two, we really saw that concentration with a couple companies, but more interactions from more people, right? So the problem with that is with these new interactions on these websites on the internet, the everyday consumer had no real control over their data and content. And why that's important is because that data and content is what's powering these companies, right? It's their money maker. Your data is their money maker, right? The content that you create is their money maker, right? They sell that to advertisers and then they pay you a percentage of that advertiser money that they're getting, right? So then comes along Web3. And Web3 is all about ownership. This is a new iteration of the internet where you have power and ownership of your data. So no longer will those central authorities have complete ownership and monetize from your data, right? Without your consent and without paying you first. So really what this is, is doing is taking the power from these centralized, these top tech companies and putting the power back in the hands of the everyday user. And Web3, we are able to track who owns what on the internet, on the digital landscape by the use of cryptography. And we'll talk more about what all of that means, um, but Mamadou, I'll pass it over to you. Right. So as we talk about Web3, which is emphasized on really the ownership of your data, let, we want to like mention really like the key aspects about Web3 that makes it different from Web2. One is decentralization. This idea that no central authority, whether that be a company, public sector organization, what have you, has authority or control over your data. Second, it's permissionless, meaning that you don't have to have any kind of special access in order to interact with your data. It's also trustless. So which is a bit of a funny term, but really what we mean by trustless is currently we usually rely on a third party to ensure that transactions happen accordingly, right? But due to the tech within Web3, which we'll get into a bit later, it creates a trustless system in which you can just re rely solely on the technology and not an outside third party to ensure that each party in a transaction act accordingly. And then finally, what you all may be more familiar with is the native payments, which is really just a catch-all term for the digital currencies or cryptocurrencies, if you will, that exist on these networks within Web3, essentially creating its own economy or ecosystem in which there's no need from outside authorities. You can transact within your own ecosystem. And so with all of that, you may be asking, well, how does Web3 accomplish the things of like decentralization, native payments, and what have you? 
what we are going to get into is the fact that blockchain technology is the technology that underpins Web3. And it really allows for all these features to occur. So with blockchain technology, we have the decentralization. We have a permissionless and trustless system that uses its own native payments. And to truly understand Web3, you need to have a solid understanding of how blockchain networks work, which is what we're going to get into with this discussion. And also, you may be already familiar with like different blockchains, right? You probably heard the names such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polygon, Cardano, and many more. All of these are different networks that are powering the Web3 ecosystem, the Web3 universe, in fact. And we're going to get into that right now. But actually, beforehand, here's we want to do a case study of like what is centralization, just so you can really get an understanding of how blockchain technology works. So think of an e-commerce brand, right? Let's say you're somebody who's an entrepreneur. You decided to make an online e-commerce store for beauty products. And you start to work with Shopify or a WordPress or any type of e-commerce platform. What happens is as you're selling your products to different customers and you gain revenue, on the back end within the system, you're going to have your own internal database, right? So anytime a consumer, a customer comes in and buys, let's say, one of your beauty products, you're not only getting the revenue from that transaction, but you're getting like things such as their personal identifiable information or PII, such as their name, their email, the addresses, phone numbers. And if you are having a successful business and they return, every time they do a transaction, you're getting even more data. So you get an idea of like their transaction history. How often do they shop at your enterprise? What items do they tend to frequent? What's the price range? All of this data is owned within your own database at your company. And you're able to use this data in many ways, such as to create new marketing campaigns, to have personalized messaging to this customer. In some instances, some companies may even sell some of that data to a third-party marketer so they can interact with your customer as well. So as you can see, because this customer is transacting with you, they're buying and patronizing from your store, you're in addition to the money, you're also gaining their data. And with that data, you have so autonomy to do whatever you want with it. So from the customer side, you know, it's not a bad thing. You know, you receive value by, you know, purchasing the product from their store, but you're also giving away your data. And you have, you as the customer have really very limited authority on how that e-commerce brand is going to interact with your data. And so that's really what we mean by the idea of centralization. We have these larger corporations with their own databases that they have so access to. So anybody who works at that e-commerce brand and they get to decide to do whatever they want with your data. But with blockchain technology, that really turns on his head. And Derek here is going to give you a really good understanding of what that technology looks like. Yep. So 
we're going to do a, a quick overview of how the, the technology works, right? And, and why we say this is a decentralized technology. Now, the technology is decentralized in nature, um, but there can always be elements of centralization with uh, with the use of blockchain, right? Just because, you know, people talk about blockchains and decentralization, it doesn't mean that every company that's doing something in Web3, every company that utilizes blockchain technologies or NFTs is a decentralized organization, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that it's decentralized. But what, what we'll talk about here today is just overall at a high level, how this uh, how this works, right? Um, so as you can see here, there's uh, three three main things to, to kind of realize. There's of course that blockchain, um, which is the public ledger, right? Is it is a decentralized database that's accessed by anyone that is tracking transactions, right? You have a node, which is an operator of the blockchain, so they are um, some computer system um, that is interacting with the blockchain in some way. And then there's a transaction. So the way that it works is that node will pull from the blockchain, right? And with that, some transaction happens. Um, with that transaction, the node then goes and will, uh, depending on the, the type of consensus mechanism, Again, we'll talk more about that, but the main thing with a consensus is that a consensus mechanism is basically the way that a transaction is verified, right? So that is usually done by a node, right? So proof of work is the first uh, iteration of Web3 and blockchain technology where that node was doing some calculation, right? It was solving some equation. And if that equation was solved, then the node earned the right to validate the transaction. Once that transaction is validated, it is then added to the blockchain, right? And from there, a node and really anybody can again pull that blockchain and begin that process once again. So that is the, a, a very, very high level of how blockchain technology works. What makes it decentralized is the fact that one, anybody can pull that blockchain, right? That distributed ledger, that decentralized ledger. So before in the use case that Mamadou uh, mentioned or NFT and Jai, I'm sorry that NFT and Jai mentioned, right? The company has or is the only organization or person with the right to access that database or their database, right? The information within that database. When it comes to blockchain technology, some of those guardrails are, are taken down. When I say some of, that's because, of course, um, with some of those sites, there still may be some information that those uh, stores or websites are still holding. But when it comes to the meat and bones, right? The transactions that are happening on the website, that information is public. That information is decentralized for anybody to access. Um, so that's really when we talk about blockchain technology, when we talk about Web3 at a high level, that is what's going on in the background. And that is pretty much the technology underpinning 
a lot of what uh, we talk about with Web3, what we see. So with that, there are some technologies that have kind of come out of that, right? There's some innovations that we've seen that are really starting to change the game. Of course, we talked about blockchain and to, you know, at its, its basic level or the basic definition, it is a public ledger. Um, if you don't know what a ledger is, it's used in accounting to track transactions, right? So it is a public database keeping transactions. Um, you know, the technology behind it is, is really the, the cryptography to validate those transactions, right? And the way that that's done is by putting, um, validating or adding records to the chain of other records, right? So the record is the block and then all of the records that it's connected to is that chain, right? Blockchain. Um, so that's that's all it is. That is it's very basic uh, structure, but that can you know be used for so many things, right? We, we've seen it traditionally used for cryptocurrency, of course. Um, Bitcoin is probably the most popular, um, you know, that we've seen come out when it term in terms of cryptocurrency. There's of course also your Dogecoin or uh, your ETH that's powering Ethereum. Um, so the blockchain technology is really underpinning uh, the, the cryptocurrency as well. Um, and the cryptocurrency is, is basically just a, a fungible token. So with those blockchains, we're able to create tokens. Um, and cryptocurrency is what we would call a fungible token, meaning we can transfer it easily, right? We can transfer one for the other, right? You can transfer a bitcoin for another bitcoin right it's it's a fungible asset these are, are two things that um are going to have the same value from there we get into non-fungible tokens right so non-fungible tokens is you know a token that cannot be exchanged as easily right it, it's not a token for a token it's not a currency for a currency we're now getting into assets right and as we know with assets there are different uh different costs right associated with the asset based on how it's valued so you can have uh two paintings and one may be red one may be blue and because red sparks certain feelings it may be priced a little bit higher even if it's the same exact painting as the blue right so when we talk about non-fungible tokens um, that's kind of what non-fungible means, um, but really NFTs to make that even simpler, right, is really the certificate behind it. You can think of that as a digital certification saying, hey, this is the asset, this is the value, and this is any subsequent information uh, for this asset that, that we're uh, looking at, right? So we're putting an asset onto the blockchain. Then we start to get into some other uh, innovations that have come out of uh, blockchain Web3 uh, technology, right? So we get into something called DAOs, Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. And really what this type of innovation is doing is using that power of blockchain to really look at how we're governing, right? How are we, we doing, how are we uh, executing on governance, if you will, right? So decentralizing 
uh, ownership of an organization, decentralizing voting, um, really looking at really innovative ways of bringing together people behind common causes and making sure that, uh, in a sense, there's true democracy when it comes to an organization. Um, and lastly, the metaverse, right? And, and this is something that is somewhat separate, but a lot of the innovations with Web3 is really boosting up the metaverse. Um, and what we mean by that is the ability to understand and uh, to, to document ownership then becomes big in the metaverse where you're essentially creating a uh, avatar of yourself in a digital landscape, but now you're able to own things within that digital landscape because of the ability to track ownership on a digital scale. Um, so those are the Web3 technologies, uh, innovations. They are, are, are much, much more. There are much more that, that are going to be coming out, like DeFi, um, you know, like so many others. I mean, we're going to talk more about all of these technologies uh, throughout the year. So definitely tune in to, to learn more and let us know uh, which one you want to learn about more. And Mama, do I pass it back to you to show the people how they can use Web3 for them? Right. So really, there's three main areas in which you can benefit within Web3. And the three perspectives really are you can be a consumer, a business owner, or an investor. So with the consumer, right, that one's a lot more straightforward. In terms of all these technologies, all of these innovations, you can be somebody who, from let's say the cryptocurrency side, you can use crypto and to transact and different organizations that accept it, right? And you know, really a big benefit for cryptocurrency is it's supposed to really fill in the gaps within the current financial system. Because, you know, there's millions of people who are like underbanked or don't have banking resources at all globally. So theoretically, if you and another person across, let's say, in a developing country, both have Internet access and have your crypto wallets, you can send them cryptocurrency and they can use it at to their own discretion. So there's things such as that, like using this technology for your benefit or even joining a lot of these Web3 communities because currently the community building aspect has been a main driver behind Web3. You know, there's so many from the DAOs to the communities around NFTs or crypto. Mm -hmm. You can really join these spaces or immerse yourself in the metaverse and, you know, participate in like some of these gaming platforms, if you will. So as a consumer, there's like many ways in which you can just more so enjoy the benefits of the technology and use them as a means to build more community and camaraderie as a business owner. So there's actually a lot of ways in which you can use blockchain technology to improve upon your business. And this is like a cross industry. So once again, with blockchain technology specifically, it's a public ledger, right? It's it's a system that allows you to really store this information that's like that may be critical to your organization and improve upon processes. So a big example will be within like the supply chain sector, right? Oftentimes we that's a sector that's like dominated with a lot of antiquated 
like paperwork, like a lot of paperwork is within supply chain. There's a lot of processes that has a lot of uh, uh, capability for human error, but you could use blockchain technology to automate a lot of these processes to have this public ledger, which is immutable, meaning that the information can't be deleted from it to say like, hey, we have these amount of transactions with X customer. Let's automate this process. Let's increase speed, which ultimately drives value. So that's like at a bigger level. There's even simpler things you can do. You can use NFTs as a business owner to create like social passes that are tied to your business or to like give additional benefits. You could get into the metaverse, of course, and like create like digital landscapes. Like Nike is an organization that's really big on that right now, in which we talked about it in previous episodes. They have, you know, digital versions of their own shoes within the metaverse. So people are able to create digital avatars. And so as a business owner, really the big thing you want to ask yourself is what are like some of my biggest gaps right now and see in what ways Web3 technology could benefit that or solve for that. And, you know, we definitely encourage everybody to watch previous episodes because we do talk a lot about different businesses from like a Starbucks to a Nike and how they're using Web3. And then finally, the investor. You know, pretty straightforward. An investor is somebody who's looking to put some capital or put some funds towards different assets, whether that be, be a cryptocurrency or NFT, and really hold that in their portfolio with the aim and goal of it raising in value over time. And so we've seen a lot of investor activity within the Web3, more so within the crypto and NFT side in which we see people who may be buying Bitcoin for the long term or other people who are trading or like swing trading or day trading, smaller cryptocurrencies like a Shiba Inu in the short term and people who are like creating NFTs and like selling them for the upside. So there's a lot of investor activity. And two, uh, just to, to not to you know interrupt you, but also we've seen the investment DAOs, right? People have been using the DAO concept to uh, invest as well, whether that's real estate, whether that's into other companies. Um, that's another element too that you know definitely look into. Yeah, and one thing we also want to bring up is what's unique about this space. Is, it's very easy for you to be like two or more of these profiles at once. So, for example, if you're a consumer and you become a member of a DAO, which are these decentralized organizations, a lot of the times these DAOs to, will have these treasury funds, right? In which people are like, you're pulling together some of your resources, some of your capital into like a fund. And a lot of times these treasury funds can be used to like finance different projects or initiatives. So in that case, you can easily see yourself crossing from like a consumer to a owner, a business owner or an investor, just based upon the overall aim and goals of that particular project. And the same is true with like many other facets of, uh, of Web3. So you may be a consumer and let's say you use Bitcoin to do like different financial transactions. But you may also hold a portfolio of Bitcoin or Ethereum or other cryptocurrencies 
simply because you believe in these coins and these currencies and you want to see them grow in the long term. So it's not really a very cut and dry space. It's very nuanced because there's so many ways in which you can be really interacted or really intertwined within the space. But yeah, essentially that's the high level overview of Web3. Once again, what we plan on doing for the podcast is to have more of these presentations, which aren't meant to be super duper long, but to just give you the main points that you need to be able to act. And we're going to have more guests that are going to be able to speak on these things. Like we have some, <laughs> we have one guest in which you, if you stay tuned, who's going to come on and speak about really what they're doing within the metaverse from a real estate development perspective. So a lot of dope stuff is underway for all of those who are watching this podcast. You know, you be sure to follow our social at block to block podcast and also follow at the Timbuk2 in order to like just stay up with some of the projects that we're doing in terms of physical NFTs. And this podcast is available on all major audio platforms via Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And with that, let me stop sharing. With that. Episode one of season two, skills man. development. Oh man, we we giving too much game now, man. I don't know. Hey, I'm a, I'm gonna leave the people with this free game. If you want to explore ways that blockchain can be used in in the different facets, the different use cases, go and get Blockchain Revolution. Um, it is a great book to kind of start out with. It gets a little heavy at times. Like, it gets kind of tough where you're like, all right, it's kind of losing me. It's a little bit too detailed. But it gives you a good starting point. It gives you somewhere to, to sit down and say, hey, um, you know, I see where this is going. I see um, how this may affect the industry that I'm in. And let me learn a little bit more about it. Let me get ahead of the curve when it comes to this new technology and how it's going to innovate for my industry. So that's the free game, Web3 game for the day. Your boy Web3 Wayne is out with that one. Man, and your boy NFT and Jai is happy to present you all with another episode. We're back to back with it every Thursday. Stay tuned. We have our guests next week. And we even have a guest after. You know what? I'm saying too much. Look, back to back much. like a meat disc. I look, I love it. Mm. I love it. Absolutely. Well, Peace.